Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Like Pastor John said, I'm just really excited. I'm excited about everything that lays ahead of us. I'm excited about this new sermon series that we're kicking this new year off with. 24-6. In a, in a 24-7 world like ours, what's it look like for us to be 24-6 sort of people? In a 24-7 world like ours, how do we use this year, all 366 days of it, remember it's a leap year, how do we use every single day of that to become 24-6 sort of Christians? Men and women of faith who take seriously the Bible's counsel. Men and women of faith who take seriously the Bible's command for Sabbath. To, to rest. And to remember and to, and to reconnect. I mean, let's face it. We live in a restless world. The experts tell us that over the past 20 years, work has gone up 15%. And leisure, rest... It's gone down 30. And look where it's gotten us. Burnout, worn out, stressed out, stuck. Stuck in this, this culture of aggravation. And yet all the while, God keeps whispering. All the while, the Lord keeps whispering, stop. Wait, rest. Come, sit a spell with me and just, just breathe. Let your soul catch up with your body. Be still. Be still and know that, that I am God. You see, that's the thing about Sabbath. The Sabbath thing, it's not just yet something else that God wants from us. No, Sabbath, Sabbath is this thing that, that God desperately wants for us. It's, it's a gift. Sabbath is a beautiful gift of time. It's, it's time well spent. It's time that, that changes us. It's one day a week. It's one day a week that changes all the other days of the week. In fact, I want to share a moment with you all. Uh, a moment that happened uh, just a couple of weeks ago. It was actually the week before Christmas. And Pastor John, he was coming over to our house. We had some last minute work. We were going to finish up writing the, the sermon for Christmas Eve. But whenever Pastor John came in, when he came in the house, I noticed that our beloved Pastor John, he had something on his shirt, something smeared on his shirt. And let's be honest, that's not really that unusual. Um, <laughs> I noticed he had this, this crusty, white, sugary looking something smeared down the, uh, down the chest of his shirt. And I asked him about it. And, and it turns out that our beloved Pastor John had been walking around all day with toothpaste drool just smeared all down the, the front of him. And so he excused himself and he went to the bathroom and he cleaned it all off. And whenever he came back, we realized that it was, it was lunchtime. It was getting to be about noon, and so we decided to, 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 to go get fed, and then we were going to come back and finish our work. And Caleb was in town, and so Caleb decided that he was going to go with us. And, um, and we all agreed on what we wanted for lunch. Now, that is unusual. Um, um, we, we agreed that we all wanted a hamburger, but not just any burger. Oh, no, no. We wanted a Jake's burger. Y'all know Jake's? Jake's over there, Main Street Grapevine. We decided that we wanted Jake's. So we all piled in to, to Pastor John's car, and we hit the road because we forgot. 
In that moment, we foolishly forgot that it was the week before Christmas and Grapevine is the Christmas capital of the world. And so we get there and Grapevine, downtown Grapevine, Main Street, it was just a madhouse. There were people everywhere. The streets were jam-packed. You couldn't find a parking spot to save your life. Um, but we did. By some great miracle, again, we, we found a parking spot just like a, a block away from the restaurant. And I think I should say, y'all know, y'all know how like toothpaste is really tricky to get out? Right? Like, like it disappears whenever you get it wet. But as soon as it dries, that bad boy just like magically comes back. So we get out of the car and we look over and our beloved Pastor John, that big smile, that stain is back. Um, so we start walking to, you don't think anything about it really. We start walking, Caleb and I leading the way, walking down the street, talking. And, uh, and we realize in a moment that Pastor John hasn't said, any beloved Pastor John hasn't said a word. And that is really unusual. So we stop and we turn around and that's when we saw it. It was that moment I wanna share. We stop and we turn around and there's our beloved Pastor John in the middle of the street, bustling, crowded, Yuletide, Christmastide street, merriment all around him. There's our beloved Pastor John standing in the middle of the street, licking his shirt. <laughs> right? It was amazing. Um, but, But stopping, paying attention, looking around and and looking within. Friends, that that's the whole point of Sabbath. Because you never know what you're gonna see. (laughs) And more importantly, You never know what you're going to learn, who you're going to meet, what you're going to experience. And that's exactly what we're going to see in our scripture for this morning. And so if you've got your Bibles with you, go ahead and pull them out. We're going to be in the book of Psalms this morning. So if you have your Bibles, you're not really sure where the book of Psalms is. It's probably right smack dab in the center of your Bible if you just open it up. We're going to be in Psalm chapter 7, the 37th Psalm this morning. So go ahead and open up your Bibles if you have them. Maybe you have a Bible app on a cell phone with you. Go ahead and turn it on. Again, we're going to be... In Psalms chapter 37, beginning our reading this morning with the very first verse. So Psalm 37, friends, hear the word of the Lord. It's a Psalm of King David. The king writes, do not fret because of the wicked and do not be envious of wrongdoers for they will soon fade like the grass and and wither, wither like the green herb. But trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. Don't fret over those who who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Um, I I love the Bible for for a whole lot of reasons. But right up there uh, near the very top of that list is the fact that, that the Bible never tries to sugarcoat anything. 
See, King David here, he never tries to sugarcoat the fact that, yeah, there are going to be times, there are going to be seasons whenever it seems like the wicked are prospering. David never tries to, to sugarcoat the fact that, yeah, there are going to be times, there are going to be seasons when it seems like wrongdoers are getting something right. He, don't, he never tries to sugarcoat that. But, but his words, his wisdom, his warnings, they're They're true. And they're timeless and they're piercing because he says, but don't you be fooled. So don't you be tempted. Don't you be tempted to join them. Don't you be, be tempted to jump ship and go that way. No, no, no. He says, don't fret. He says repeatedly, don't fret. Literally in the Hebrew, what he's saying, he's saying, don't burn. Don't burn. Don't burn with anger whenever you see that sort of stuff happening. Don't burn. Don't burn with envy. Ah, oh, nah, you just, you just cool your jets. And you stay true to the faith and wait. Sabbath. You just, you wait and you trust and you remember, you rest. Be still. He says, be still and commit your way to the Lord. What a beautiful call. What a beautiful thing it is here at the very beginning of this year, here in this world, this 24-7 world of unflinching temptation, here in this 24-7 world of, uh, of crushing angst. What a beautiful thing it is for us to gather here, here at the beginning of the year as, as a church, as a church family to commit ourselves or to recommit ourselves to the ways of God, to worshiping and, and praying and reading and fasting and working and yes, to resting. Us stewarding each and every day that God gives us this year. Us stewarding each and every day God gives us through life. life. Us doing every moment, us stewarding every opportunity, every breath for the sake of our crucified and risen Lord. You see, it's about us being different. It's about us being different than everybody else. It's about us being different than all the rest because of the way, because of the holy way that we rest. It's Sabbath. Sabbath, it's, it's one day that changes all our other days. Todd, thank you for that. And I love the picture that you painted of recommitting. And I love uh, Psalm 37, which is one of my favorite scriptures that I think gives us the blueprint of how to do that. So I want us to dive back in. I think there are two lessons that bubble up that we need to be aware of. And the first is this. In this new year, in 2024, we need to recommit ourselves to living Jesus' way. And you notice that the, the scripture shows us how to do that. Um, literally, we get our marching orders in verses 3 through 5. Remember what we read? Trust in the Lord. Do good. Take delight in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. That's what it means to follow. And I don't think there's anything more important we can do to change our lives and change the world than to recommit to living in that spirit, to living the way that Jesus lived. I have to tell you, I want to show you one of my favorite Christmas presents this year that I absolutely love. It was a coffee mug, and I loved it. It's got red birds on it. I love red birds. And then there's a slogan. They had this particularly made, and it says, Red Letter Day. 
Now, you may not understand, but it brought to mind a conversation that I had with this family about a month or so before. They came to see me, and in the midst of getting to know each other and visiting, they shared that I had preached a sermon in June 2008 that impacted one of their loved ones and really made a difference in their life. And they brought the bulletin out from June 2008 and notes that the loved one had written and things that they heard. I couldn't believe it. And in fact, I I thought, what did I preach back in 2008? (laughs) So as soon as they left, I went back to my files and I discovered what it was. And it really, it kind of touched me in a very powerful way. In that sermon, I used as an illustration, you know, those translations of the Bible that have Jesus words in red letters, those red letter translations, there's a picture. Jesus words are in red. They're kind of a little bit bolded. They stand out. And in that sermon, I quoted an author who said, when you see red letters in the Bible, you shouldn't just pay attention to them, but to understand you and I are called to be those red letters in the world. It's what it means to follow Jesus. We paint our world red to the places that we go and the people that we meet. Literally, we share Jesus' love and concern and ministry in the world all around us. Think about it. When we make the decision to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, He calls us to be His representatives. He calls us to be His hands and His feet and His heart to go be about His business. Literally, He calls us to be the only gospel some people will ever read. That's why I love Todd's song, There are Angels Among Us. It's true. We never know when God is going to use us to be an angel, to impact, to make a difference in somebody else. You never know. I know it's true because this room is filled with angels among us who have held me up when I reached the end of the road. You and I need to know we're called to be red letter Christians. And I think as we begin this new year, there is no more important recommitment we can make to say, Lord, this year, I'm going to live for you. Lord, this year in 2024, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do good. I'm going to take delight in you. I'm going to commit my, your ways to the Lord, and I'm going to trust in you every step of the way. Lord, this year, I'm going to be your red letter representative. Is there anything our world needs more than that? I have to tell you, one of the parts of my job that's painful, I feel an obligation to keep up with the news so that we're relevant and we know what's going on in the world around us. And sometimes it's hard. I was watching this week and it just got to me. It was just like overwhelming with sadness. There was another school shooting and war and and, and, and hurting people in, in so many different places around the world and so many people that are polarized and angry with each other. Sometimes it's overwhelming and we don't know what to do and how to respond and it hurts. In fact, there's a word that we're all gonna need to be aware of in this new year called empathetic distress. And psychologists are talking to us about it. Empathetic distress is a condition where we have empathy, we care, we hurt, we're concerned, we're bothered, but we don't know what to do about it. And we think, how can I help? And how can I make a difference? And we feel overwhelmed to the place that we shut down, we withdraw from life, and we think, I just can't handle any more negativity, and we cut ourselves off from the world and and from living. 
My friends, red letter Christians can't do that. We can't build a wall up around the pain to protect ourselves. We have to stand them building walls. We have to build circles that focus not inward but outward. We can't build a wall around those inside the church and those outside the church. We can't build a wall around Sunday morning and boy, we're going to be disciples this day and not the rest of the week. We can't build a wall around our lives thinking that the illusion of financial security can protect us. We can't build a wall around our time thinking most of it's for me, I'll give a little bit for others. Doesn't work. We have to bring the walls down. We have to be about Jesus' love and concern in the world. We have to go to those places that Jesus would want to go because we are his representative. We are the angels among us that he wants to use. We need to recommit ourselves to living Jesus' way and being those red letter Christians. But secondly, we need to recommit ourselves to living from Jesus' power. You know where he got his insight? You know where he got his connection? Jesus models for us how to live, verse 7. This was the key to his life. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. The way we do that is by honoring the Sabbath. That's what the fourth commandment's all about. It's trying to get us into the place that we are practicing verse seven. That's why Sabbath is so important. And we're gonna be talking about it this whole month. Let me share with you what we're gonna be talking about so you can see what this 24-6 series is about. Today we're talking about recommit. Next week we're gonna talk about rest. Then we're gonna talk about remember and recalibrate. And then we're gonna talk in week four, how do we resolve? to be people who keep the Sabbath. I think it's just an important, important trait for us to, to get in this new year. And Todd, you're so right. In this 24-7 busy world, we've got to find a different pace, a different way of living. And when I read this scripture, I, you know, I think who King David is talking to more than anybody else? Me. Because I'm one of the worst culprits I get in a hurry, I get busy, I get laser focused on my agenda, and I charge through life, not seeing or paying attention, even sometimes to toothpaste, spittle, <laughs> that I'm just wearing around that I don't even know is there. In fact, I used to have a, a tradition um, that the week after Christmas, we would go to North Louisiana. Uh, we would stay with my mother and see my grandmother and my aunt, visit with all the family, and I really loved that time. One year, it had to be like 08 or 09. We got there. I don't know what was going on in the church, but I was uptight. I was revved high. I couldn't let go. I couldn't relax. My mother kept saying, what's wrong with you? And, you know, it took me several days to decompress. And finally, about the third day there, I slept late. And I just was just so lazy. I just thought, you know, I don't want to read today. I don't want to do anything today. I'm just going to take it easy today. And so I did. And I remember it's early afternoon, didn't want to do anything. I went and got my grandmother. My mother was outside raking leaves. Mama was always busy. She couldn't sit still. She was raking leaves and burning the leaves. And I went and got my grandmother and we sat in the gazebo between mama's house and my grandmother's house. And we just sat there on this December afternoon. And it was chilly, but not too cold. The wind was kind of blowing. The clouds were beautiful. And I was watching the leaves burn as mama raked them to the pile. And I have to tell you, this is weird. 
I love being around burning leaves. I love the smell of the smoke. I love the crackle, the crinkling little sound. There is something calming and beautiful about that. So I was just sitting there in that moment, enjoying hearing and smelling the leaves, not saying a word. The day was beautiful. The clouds were moving. It was just this perfect, wonderful moment. And all of a sudden, I looked at my watch, and I realized I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have to do a thing. I'm not late for anything. And it was this wonderful moment, and I had this profound God moment. There in the moment with people that I love in the midst of nature, enjoying this scene, and God was so real and present, and I felt a connection to God. I felt a connection to God's beautiful creation, and it was a wonderful moment. And if I had only known that within four years, my mother and grandmother that I adored would be in heaven, it would have meant even more to me. And I think back to that moment. And I realized God wants us to have them all the time. They're all around us, those moments. But how do we find them? Verse 7, be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. When we will do that, we get into place that we can hear God and experience God and connect with God in profound ways. Remember Brennan Manning wrote a wonderful book, classic book called Ragamuffin Gospel. We've used it a lot through the years. It is still a classic if you have not read that. And I love what he says about this. He said, we get preoccupied with ourselves, the words we speak, the plans, the projects we conceive, that we become immune to the glory of creation. We barely notice the cloud passing over the moon or the dew drops clinging to the rose leaves. The ice on the pond comes and goes. The wild blackberries ripen and wither. The blackbird is outside our bedroom window. We don't see her. Our world is saturated saturated with grace, and the lurking presence of God is revealed not only in spirit, but in matter, in a deer leaping across a meadow, in the flight of an eagle, in fire and water, in a rainbow after a summer storm, in Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, in a child licking a chocolate ice cream cone. God intended for us to discover his loving presence in the world around us. I think he's right. And how do we do that? Verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. We're fixing to gather at the Lord's table and celebrate communion And we remember the good news of our faith, that Jesus Christ loved us so much that he poured his life out for us on the cross. Will we recommit our lives to him? Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you that those God moments are all around us. You are constantly trying to get our attention and to speak to us. But you do that when we take seriously verse 7 and wait patiently for you, listen for you, be tuned into you in all of the ways that you come into our lives. Lord, we thank you 
that you never give up on us. And Lord, as we begin this new year, Lord, help us recommit ourselves to living your way, to being red letter Christians who not only talk about the gospel and believe in the gospel, but who live the gospel. May we be open and be willing to be those angels among us that you will use to do your work today. You've got a job for each one of us. There's a reason we are here. There's a purpose for our lives. May we be open and say, yes, Lord, I recommit myself to you. I want to follow you. I want to be about your business to represent you in this new year. Lord, come to us and speak to us and help us say yes to following you. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.